Thank you for listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's sermon podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Tahlequah United Methodist Church, feel free to go online at tahlequahumc.org. Thank you and have a blessed day. Our scripture reading today comes from the book of Luke, chapter 1, verses 46 through 55. The title of it, above the scripture reading, says, Mary praises God. Mary said, With all my heart I glorify the Lord. In the depths of who I am, I rejoice in God, my Savior. He has looked with favor in the, on the low status of his servant. Look, from now on, everyone will consider me highly favored because the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He shows mercy to everyone from one generation to the next who honors him as God. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered those with arrogant thoughts and proud inclinations. He has pulled the powerful down from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty-handed. He has come to the aid of his servant Israel, remembering his mercy. Just as he promised to our ancestors, to Abraham and to Abraham's descendants forever. This is the word of the Lord for the people of the Lord. Thanks be to God. When I was in seminary, my worship professor, Kay Bessler Northcutt, strongly encouraged us never as a male voice to read that song. And so I've taken that to heart, and there's no way that I could do that justice. So that's why I asked Shannon to read it today. This, this song that Mary sings is so powerful that it fits within what we're trying to accomplish in the middle of our Advent study. It's to not to be afraid, not to be afraid, but to bring peace. See this song. What's interesting about Mary's song here is that it's subversive in its culture, socioeconomic, and political implications are so big that it's even been banned in modern times. When the British ruled India, the Magnificat was prohibited from being sung in churches. Similarly, during the Dirty War in Argentina, after the mothers of disappeared children postered the Capitol Plaza with the words, the Magnificat, the military, banned all public displays of the song. Too much hope. They decided it's a dangerous thing, as Debbie Thomas reminded us. And, and, and I think about this song, I, I think she, you know, one, she's already been told not to be afraid, to have hope, that, that God's going to use her and guide her, and, and, and she's going to be a great and faithful servant, and, and so God already empowered her to bring hope and not be afraid. 
But to take that one step even further, but not to be afraid, but to bring peace. Mary brought peace to the world. She did that by giving birth to Jesus. It's that simple, isn't it? She brought peace to the world. She lived out her faithful call that God had for her and brought peace in the world. But it didn't stop there. You know, we, we always think that the Christmas story stops at the birth, but the Christmas story continues on through the rest of the Gospels. And Mary is there every step of the way, helping Jesus bring peace. How else would Jesus have been how he was? I mean, he had to learn it from somewhere. He had uh, the humble carpenter uh, father, Joseph, and, and he had a loving, caring, and faithful mother, Mary. I mean, if anything, one of the, the founders of the Methodist faith will, will tell you that it takes a mother to teach us how to be at peace. Charles, John and Charles Wesley were inspired, engineered by their mother to be people of faith, strong people of faith. She modeled in her life. And that's what we are called to do. We are called to model this faith. We are called not to be afraid with what's going on in this world and to bring peace. We are called to bring peace as followers of Jesus. We cannot be afraid. So how do we bring peace in this world? Well, John sets us up really nicely. And if you remember the gospel reading that I just read to you just only like 20 minutes ago, John encourages us to repent and prepare the way of the Lord. We are called to repent of our old ways and, and to be humbled and to be centered in Christ and help prepare the way of the Lord now. Which means that everything we do models Jesus in the way that he lived his life. We are called to share love, mercy, and peace. We are called to be people of hope, even in the midst of dark times. I think about all the good and faithful servants that are living out their callings as medical professionals and, and our teachers and, and, and our, that are they're doing all that they can to keep people safe. And if that's not living out a calling, I don't know what is. They're bringing peace to the world. And that's what we're called to bring. This week is peace. We're, we are called to be peacemakers. And, and while John centered us and, and encouraged us to repent and, and to believe in the good news that Jesus was coming, we too need to be ready and prepare our hearts and minds for just that. That hope is coming. Peace is coming. Love is coming. And the joy of the Lord is coming. And if we can be ready for that and help that along the way, man, we can change the world for the kingdom of God. But we have to be peacemakers. We have to be people willing to spread the good news. We have to be people willing to share God's love. God's love, not our love. God's love is unconditional. God's love doesn't say you need to meet up to my standards. God just says, come. Welcome to my table. All are welcome. And sometimes peace seems elusive. I, I love the devotional book this week. When you get to there this week, there's this great line. As elusive as peace can sometimes seem, as much as we talk about peace of mind or read scripture about that intangible, unqualifiable peace that passes all understanding, sometimes peace is as real as a daisy in a jar or berry juice on a 
And sometimes we can bring peace to others and we don't even know. It can be as simple as the, the cards that we send out or the phone calls that we give or the mask that we wear or the distance that we practice or the washing of our hands that we do. We can be practitioners of peace. We don't have to be afraid. Mary shows us how to do it. She just submits. But she submits to God, not the world. And she brought peace into the world. And each and every one of us, wherever we're watching this, we can bring God's peace to this world. And it's as simple as sharing love and sharing what we have and who we are. Even our brokenness, God can still use us. And so, we are called to prepare the way of the Lord. How are you going to do it this week? How are you going to bring peace into this world? Don't be afraid. Have hope. And there you'll find God's love and joy as you faithfully serve. Let us pray. What a feast of love you have provided for us, Lord. What a feast of love you have offered us wherever we are watching this. Lord, I pray that you come. You come into our homes or wherever it is we're watching, and you bring us peace. But it's a peace that we carry out into the world to share your love, because that is your call, to go out into the world and share love. And so, Lord, may we not be afraid, and may we share a peace that surpasses all understanding, a peace that points to Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. And, Lord, for those times that we fall short, remind us that you love us and you care for us and that we are not alone. And so, Lord, I lift up to you all those people who are struggling right now because they need all the prayers that they can get, whether it's our medical workers, our teachers, our support staff, our administrations, our government officials, our clergy. Our whole world, Lord, is stressed. So come and fill our hearts with your peace. And all of us gathered here said, Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's sermon podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Tahlequah United Methodist Church, feel free to go online at tahlequahumc.org. Thank you and have a blessed day.